0: Because I know that I do stupid things. That's right, right? Yeah. Well, I yeah, mean, that, I, I'm not going to share any of them right now. No, but I mean, well, <laughs> since we, I already did, I, well, it, just keep going. You go. Yeah. <laughs> that's
1: that's fine. Uh, we'll only convict one of us per week. <laughs> Welcome to the twenty-minute podcast, a ministry of King of Kings Lutheran Church. We are a caring community, reaching in friendship with Christ. Follow us on social media at King of Kings CR or visit us on the web at
0: www.kingofkingscr.org. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 20-Minute Podcast. I am Tony Dixon, and I am sitting here with Pastor Rich Vance. Hello, Pastor Rich. <laughs> well, hello, Johnny. Good to be back with you. Good to be with you as well. You know, I was reflecting back not too long ago on some of the other fun things that I've done or things that I thought were fun. Yeah. And I was thinking, man, I remember when I first started driving and just going out and, you know, driving all over the place. I wouldn't call it cruising because I think that cruising, other generations of people, they perfected that. Yeah, Mine did not. We just drove from point A to point B and thought we looked cool in the process, <laughs> and we didn't. You didn't look cool. I got my start driving
1: early, so by the time I actually did drive, it just seemed kind of normal. It you was,
0: know? You've reached that point yeah. in your life, and there was nothing too I, special about it. I went it.
1: directly from driver's permit to—it uh, was about like driving a school bus, you know, about that interesting. But I had a couple of cars that I was kind of proud of yeah. as an older teenager. And uh, <laughs> so I, I won't say that I didn't do any of those yeah. car driving things that guys do.
0: It's kind of funny that you mention that because— one of the things that we did when we first started out driving was we, we just thought it was the coolest thing to go out in the middle of nowhere on a country road. And you know what we did, right? Mm-hmm. We test the limits of our cars. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Maybe not always the best decision to do something like that. But let's be honest, with some of our first cars, the limitations of the vehicle itself really kept us pretty safe, yeah. when you think about it. <laughs> That's right.
1: <laughs> you know, I don't want to brag, but uh, a lot of well, that... you're going to, I can tell. A lot of that teenage-type feeling behind the wheel that many of us had, I still retain. I enjoy driving, and I enjoy doing some things that people would say is probably beneath me. <laughs>
0: Oh, you think so? Well, Uh,
1: you know, uh, were you here the morning we had uh, all the ice out in the parking lot? Yeah, Yeah.
0: when uh, you were the first one here and Uh, no one else had been here. I saw all of the tire tracks going in big circles (laughs) on the parking lot.
1: It's so hard to turn away from that because there was this large cement parking lot covered with ice and a dusting of snow on top. That's just about perfect. That is absolutely perfect for turning circles. And uh, (laughs) so I had to do that out here before people arrived so that I would have that experience once again.
0: Yeah. As we talk about these driving experiences from our earlier and maybe not so early (laughs) years, not too long ago, came across an article in a situation that had happened up in Canada where a a teenager had taken I believe his dad's car his his Mercedes wow, uh-huh, yeah, wow. so it. my first car was not a Mercedes. My <laughs> first car was a Ford Bronco two, which Ooh, which wow. was not even close to Mercedes level, but <laughs> I loved it. and uh, this teenager took his dad's car out with one of his buddies. And decided to really open it up on the highway. Oh, wow. So I'm going to ask you, if you were to guess how fast they were clocked at going, because I'll kind of skip ahead in this story. They were caught by the police, by the radar gun, and pulled over. How fast do you think they were going? Well, I I guess I would think that there's there's some
1: sort of a limit just based on the car of probably around... 120, something like that.
0: Well, apparently not in a Mercedes because they were clocked at going 191 <laughs> miles per hour on the highway. Oh, my word. 191 miles an hour. So since, uh, Rich, I know you're a numbers guy. Yeah. Okay, and that's Ontario. Okay. So miles per hour don't matter up there. It's going to be kilometers per hour, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, so it's in miles, that's going to be about two-thirds, so...
1: Uh, yeah, that's going to be right up there. 300?
0: 300? 300?
1: 300, yeah, 300. 300, 300 <laughs> right. kilometers? 308, 308 kilometers per eight hour? 308 kilometers. <laughs> Three, I'm going 308 per hour. Can oh, you man.
0: Can you imagine? Oh. Well, maybe you can. I can't. I no. don't know. If you were to use some sort of measurement that people would understand, how long is a football field? 100 yards. Right, 100 300 yards. 300 feet. Yeah. So uh, you take that entire length, and it's traveling about that distance. Each second. Oh my. <laughs> wow
1: a <laughs> <laughs> uh, Football field per second—that is an amazing rate of speed for any vehicle to be traveling. You know what I was thinking about that you said he had a friend in the car. He with had him. a friend with him. Yeah. You know the driver is never the one that gets
0: scared. It's I know. It's the pa- that, can pa- you even imagine being passenger. the passenger? Oh my! He had to be. He or she had to be absolutely terrified. I would. Think. I. You know you've heard of the term white knuckling, uh. like grabbing onto the armrest or whatever's around you. I can't. <laughs> even maybe like broken fingers at that point. I don't know what oh, <laughs> she's yeah, grabbing uh, so tight.
1: Yeah, and if you're used to measuring in kilometers rather than miles and you're
0: hitting 300. This got me thinking, though. This young man, this 18-year-old guy in Canada, they caught him. He, hmm. he was clocked going that fast, and the police, uh, I don't know how they caught up to him, but they must have, or maybe they got his license plate or something that way, and eventually caught up to him and he got his license taken away and those types of things and fines, as he should. But what it kind of comes down to, and this is from the quote from the police officer who was there with these guys, and he said, if you're going to go those kind of speeds, you have to understand the risks that you're putting yourself in, that you're putting your passenger in. And he goes on to talk about the other people on the road, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and and just everybody around you. And so it got me thinking about the fact that, This guy, at this point in time, did not seem to care much about the risk. Maybe he didn't even grasp the risks that he was taking in going 191 miles an hour in this vehicle. I know teenagers are uh, having been one once a long time ago.
1: I know they typically don't think too far into the future, Or consider consequences oftentimes. What? (laughs) What? I don't
0: know what kind of teenager you were. (laughs) I always considered that. No, (laughs) not really. I
1: I used to consider the parental consequences. The immediate consequences. But the immediate consequence of some actions, you know, you, you tend to either brush aside or for some reason just not even contemplate whatsoever. But the ability to not consider or to just push aside the risk of death or maiming or whatever, we tend to think that whatever we're doing uh, is safe and that whatever
0: risk we take is a reasonable one at that age. Especially something like going 308 kilometers per hour. Yeah,
1: but you get to be my age and you wonder, do I step out the door today or not? You know, it just rained. <laughs> do I know? do those donuts <laughs> in the church parking lot <laughs> or not? <laughs> well, the first time I tried, I didn't realize that I ha- it has this anti skid thing. Oh, what a you pain. Know? Yeah, well, I. Technology. So, yeah, Ugh. I had to turn that off in order to make sure that it would. They're uh, just they're
0: trying to help
1: you spin a <laughs> See, even there, though, there's a button on my vehicle that says. You can press this button and remove the risk-limiting factor that's built into this vehicle, or you can push this button and increase your risk.
0: Yeah, yeah. And if only it were that easy and, with everything. And if, right? Yeah,
1: that's right. And and so I pushed the button, and <laughs> and it turned off the anti-skid, and then you can do donuts in the parking lot. But that's the way we view things. We look for ways to feel like we're in control of, of situations that we know we're not control of, but we want to be able to think we are. And so we'll go out and we'll try things. People will try—young men especially. You don't hear that so much about young women or women of any age, truthfully.
0: <laughs> so taking, you can just go ahead and tune out for the rest yeah. of this podcast. <laughs> well, Guys, we're talking to you. you, know, you know. But, but the
1: rest, <laughs> for whatever reason, we are willing to— Take risks with uh, lots of different aspects of life. And we're always in a hurry. Yeah. You know, always want to get on to the next thing or prove something about ourselves that we think exists within us. And we need to show someone that this is who we
0: are. It also seems to be kind of an in the moment type of thing, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, and not really thinking about anything past. Or future, but really just stuck in the present. Yeah. That idea of, well, I'm living my life. I'm doing it now. What other time am I going to be able to go 191 miles an hour yep. in my dad's Mercedes? That's right. And interestingly enough, I saw
1: on television, on the news the other day, that this phenomenon is sort of playing out in larger cities all over the country. And the reason that it's happening is that because of so many people working from home mm-hmm. and so many other employers shut down, the traffic on these big freeways in large cities is next to nothing compared to what it normally is?
0: So all of a sudden you have like 10 lanes just wide
1: open. So everybody has become <laughs> the Joey Chitwood thrill show. <laughs>
0: Joey Chitwood. Joey Ch- or I, Every time you say that, I think of Joey Chestnut, and yep. he's a competitive eater. Yeah. You're talking about somebody yeah. who does something with vehicles, I'm assuming. Yeah, he's, it used to be an old thrill show guy with cars,
1: you know, stunt cars, and that sort of thing. But a number of people uh, are finding this opportunity. The pathway is open. The consequences seem lessened, so I'm going to drive 100 miles an hour. And it has become common that the police are seeing people driving 100, 110, 120 miles an hour on
0: these freeways sure. that used to be congested. The opportunity to uh, take more risk is all of a sudden right in front of them because all of these other things, all these other obstacles that kept that from happening before are no mm-hmm. longer there. Yeah. You know, these, these natural uh, other other drivers on the road creating a flow of traffic, all of a sudden is removed. Yeah. I almost wonder if people perceive that as there being less risk because there are fewer people on the road, which may be the case. But <laughs> there still is an inherent danger yeah. in doing some of those those things. Well, you know?
1: I, I think what it really boils down to is that it allows them to be who they would be if it weren't for the congestion on the highway. If there were no boundaries.
0: If there were no boundaries. Yeah. If
1: there was no curb to hold them within the parameters of what's taking place—that's the way it would be all the time.
0: Yeah, yeah, interesting. Lawlessness. Ooh, you know. Anarchy. Yeah. <laughs> well, true. And I didn't think we were going to go that direction. Well, this, I didn't. But, I didn't know yeah. that's where we were headed either. But
1: <laughs> one thing I haven't heard about is road rage. Mm. Road rage is not happening. Yeah. Because people aren't raging on the road. They're, not, they're <laughs> right. not compacted. I can imagine some of these people who are going 120 miles an hour may also be some of those more likely to yeah. really get upset if they're being impeded.
0: Interesting. So, I didn't even think about the road rage aspect of this. Yeah. No longer are people bound to a flow of traffic. Yeah. And so apparently the, the tension there is gone. The rage is gone. Well, we
1: all want to test our boundaries. That's the way the human being is, is always going to test how far you can go and not lose something. In this case, we're seeing that testing take place. The boundary of slow traffic has been removed, and now we're testing to see how far we can push it in many cases.
0: Oh, man. I almost feel as though that can be applied to other areas of life as well. well. <laughs> and by the way, <laughs> you
1: know, and, and that's, that is part of what God has given to yeah. us is uh, law, and I'll speak of it in this way, law to protect us from endangering ourselves, from the risk of separating ourselves from him. Mm-hmm. And of course, we all do that from time to time. We decide that we're not going to you know, follow his commands. We're going to lie about people or we're going to bear a false witness, you know, or whatever it is that God has said, you'll live a better life, a happier life, if you don't do these things. If you do these things in terms of recognizing me and worshiping me and those kinds of things, and if you don't do these other things, you're going to have a pretty happy life. Sure. And since I know you're going to go ahead and do those things anyway, By the way, you've got forgiveness through my son Jesus who died and rose for you. But God's will, his law for us, his commands, are not there simply to beat us over the head, but they are there to help us live
0: a pleasing life, a happy life. Yeah. Going back to our driving analogy, right now, not too far away from church, they're doing some road work and they're going to put in some roundabouts, right? Yeah. So I think about something like this where if somebody's driving that fast and they come up on something they're not expecting, yeah. like a roundabout, I mean- They're going to run up over the
1: curb. There's no hope, man. The car will be on its side and they will be doing a Joey Chitwood yeah, right. two-wheel thing. But yeah. That would be the lucky that outcome. That would be the good outcome. If they're
0: going that fast, I'm thinking like end over end, yeah. the car's flying through the air. They're and airborne. so. You talk about the things that God has given to us in terms of his law and his word, mm-hmm. and that guidance that we have. It's there to save us from our own sinfulness. Yes, exactly. Right Of doing those stupid things like saying, hey, don't go 191 miles an hour. It may end poorly. <laughs> yeah, I, and I hate being my own
1: object lesson. By pushing that button in my pickup out here in the parking lot and turning donuts, I increased my risk of actually slamming into one of the light poles that's out there in the middle. Um, Fortunately, we really need some cameras out here or something.
0: (laughs) We we have to get some security cameras so that if that happens, we have some sort of footage. But, but,
1: (laughs) you know, I am as guilty as the next person of thinking that what is likely to happen won't happen to me. Right. What is likely that is that I'm going to do something that God does not approve of that's that's against his his will and he knows that (laughs) right he's known it from the beginning and that was the whole purpose in his plan for salvation for us in that there's
0: there's somebody that knows better than i do
1: (laughs) there he he knew from eternity that i would push that button yeah and take that risk
0: and he loves you anyway and he loves me
1: anyway that's crazy it's just like riding a, a bicycle down a hill on a gravel road Mm-hmm. You know that I've done that too. Yeah. And that did you was, actually ride the bicycle actually, Well, for the first oh, 150 yards maybe <laughs> right. And then I hit this patch of loose gravel loose gravel yeah.
0: and I went flying. Yeah. The part about our faith and how God still loves us despite the fact that He knows us? Yeah, that's the part that for me, and I don't know, maybe for other people, but for me, just completely blows my mind. It's something that well, we'll never be able to understand. That part of God, because that's so far outside of our nature Mm -hmm. to be able to love someone so unconditionally that even though you know that they're going to make this choice, Mm -hmm. like it's a certainty, they will choose. You'll choose to push that button and turn it off, that you're still loved. You're still redeemed. You're still one that Christ died for despite your
1: action. Which is the entire reason that our salvation comes through faith. And not through what we do. (laughs) That's probably good. uh, That's a good thing. So we have that great blessing of knowing that we're forgiven. That doesn't give us carte blanche to just go out and do anything we want to do. We're supposed to be thinking Christians, not mindless Christians. Right. uh, And being aware of the fact that God has forgiven us and that we have complete and utter confidence in the salvation that we have through him. But it's not a ticket to just go out and risk our lives or especially
0: the lives of others. In this story that we shared earlier with this young man who was breaking the speed limit by about triple what it should have been (laughs) at some point in time in his life, hopefully sooner than later, he's going to look at this and realize, man, that was dumb. That was a mistake, Uh, whether it's now or later. And again, taking that back to how we live our lives and the things that we do and how God views us that's why I am so thankful that our salvation doesn't depend on our works because I know that I do stupid things that's right right yeah well I mean yeah, I, it, I'm not going to share any of them right now no, but. I mean well since <laughs> we, I already did I, well, it, just keep going you go yeah.
1: <laughs> that's that's fine uh we'll only convict one of us per week <laughs> That's right. (laughs) One of us per week. Yeah, yeah. But it's a great blessing. It is a lot of weight off our own shoulders when we realize that, yeah, I'm going to mess up. And God knows I'm going to mess up. He loves me anyway. And my salvation is still guaranteed to me through faith in what Christ has done.
0: Yeah. And we don't have to wonder about that. No. It's something that even though we change, even though the world around us certainly is changing, that we don't have to question because uh, God has told us that in his word, and he continues to tell us that now. And, again, it doesn't depend on what we do, what we say, what we think. It depends on what he has done for us Mm -hmm. through Christ, through that sacrifice. Yep.
1: God's always at work in our lives preparing us for these eventualities. And, honestly, I believe it probably was God working to invent the front-wheel drive car that took all the fun out of <laughs> out of uh, teenage front-wheel uh, drive, drive. Try all-wheel drive. Yeah, all, yeah. boring. <laughs> boring. <laughs> try try turning them over on four-wheel drive. That just. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, right. Seriously. It probably only took them like one model year to figure out. People are not going to like that all the time. <laughs> that's right. We need to disable traction control sometimes. That's
1: right. <laughs> well, that's been an interesting discussion. I wondered where we would end up. Well, I, I wondered where we would start. but uh, Yeah, we found works? our way on this we one, did. didn't we? <laughs> we did. We got there. So through all of this, can you figure out what we should pray for today?
0: I think so. Why don't we go ahead and pray? I think I've all got right. something in mind. All okay, right. good. Uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for... The love that you show us through your son, Jesus. God, even though there are times when we make decisions that are risky and that are in the moment and that don't really consider the consequences, God, you love us and you've redeemed us and you forgive us. And for that, we are eternally grateful. I pray that you would continue to be with us as we do our best to walk according to your word. And when we don't, once again, we depend on your grace. And for that, we thank you. And so, uh, Lord, we pray that all of those who are listening right now would understand and know that our salvation does not depend on what we do or don't do, but it depends on what you've done for us. Once again, we thank you and we praise you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, let's go try out some of those donuts, even yeah. though the pavement's dry. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here we go.